0: Hello everyone! Welcome back to Something Cinematic. This is episode number forty-two. I remember this time. I usually don't remember, but I did. Something Cinematic, the movie and television podcast where we talk about what we've recently been watching. So I'm your host George Lopez, and I'm here once again with Mike. What's your nickname? How you doing, Gonzalez? <laughs> no, yeah. What is what? Mike Hoops Gonzalez? That's there true. you go. There it is, alright, so... Uh, How you doing? Good, good, man. <laughs> alright, it's gonna be fun. We got a really fun episode planned today. Mm-hmm. Um, Halloween is a few days away, so we have quite a bit to talk about. So I hope you guys are uh, looking forward to this as much as, as we do, especially if you really like Halloween, uh, you know, and Halloween movies in particular. So, uh, you know, there's always so much to talk about on Halloween, right? Obviously, horror is one of the most popular genres for this time of year, mm-hmm. um, but there's there are a bunch of comedies... And, and you know, mysteries and just like sci-fi movies that kind of fit in to this time of year too, right? Right. Um, so what we're going to do today is we're going to have a top five list, uh, our top five Halloween movies um, that I think for the most part, our lists kind of vary in mm. from genres. I mean, I actually feel like mine, you know, has more horror, but I definitely incorporated a few that
1: you know like a couple of comedies and stuff like that too right yeah so i mean because yeah. that's the type of movie you want to watch on halloween when yeah. when this season approaches everybody kind of gets in the same mood right. for what kind of movies they want to see mm-hmm. uh, particularly since the 70s mm-hmm. and then i guess since uh whenever the whenever starbucks started selling their pumpkin spice lattes right. everybody wants to drink that around
2: the time.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah so we definitely have a lot to talk about today um but so before we actually get into it, um, if you're interested in listen to, listening to any of our other episodes, you can definitely do so at SomeCinema.com and on iTunes. Um, like I said, we have 41 other episodes uh, for your listening pleasure. Yeah, they're not old <laughs> gems. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> they're not. Not all of them. There's but, some good stuff in there if you dig. Yeah, I mean, yeah. willing to put in the work. Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, this is going to be a really fun episode. Um, we actually... Well, actually, before we actually get into our list and everything, um, let's talk a little bit about Halloween. Um, so, I also have another podcast called Few Brews about beer, uh, the beer industry, particularly you know, more focused on craft beer. Um, you know, I recently recorded an episode with uh, my buddy Tommy and Drew Moody from Corner of the Cafe, and uh, we just had a really good discussion about Halloween you know, and our experiences growing up with it. Um, we also briefly touched on movies. So I thought it would be really fun to kind of do the same, you know, like I was really curious, about, you know, what your experiences were, Mike, growing mm-hmm. up with the holiday, you know, as a kid, mm-hmm. whether your family uh, celebrated it or not, you know, like or whether you even enjoyed it, you know, and what parts you, you enjoyed if you did enjoy it. So, mm-hmm. so, yeah, tell us, Well, a as bit you about-
1: know, uh, I was raised Jehovah's Witness, so we never celebrated uh, any holidays. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. I know. I was like, wait a minute. Is
0: this something I don't know? Like I, I was like, I thought I knew you. So
1: full uh, stop on your question. Yeah. It was very boring for me. <laughs> no, uh, as you do know, my birthday is in October. It falls yeah. relatively close to Halloween. Yeah, We're actually recording this the day after your birthday. So right.
0: happy birthday, Mike! Hey. Yeah. <laughs> All right.
1: I'm entering my golden years. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so this was always like, as a little kid, this was a month I always looked forward to. It seemed like everything fun kind of happened around this time, from mm-hmm. the time that I would get presents to... The time that I can right. like, dress up in a costume And go door to door asking for candy yeah. And watch scary movies You know, Obviously mm-hmm. we're both uh, As hosts of, a, of an amateur film podcast <laughs> uh, We're both really big fans of, of film We're film, yeah, film buffs and, sure. and growing up Horror movies, scary movies Halloween type movies Have always been really important to me uh, I was like a total wuss when I was a kid <laughs> So what I, what I used to do Is I would put on the really scary movies Yeah I remember we had like a multi-level house, and so I would I would sit on the downstairs, and I would watch on the t- main TV, mm. and I would get on the couch, and I'd sit behind a cover, and I would put on a scary movie. Yeah. And then I, I would inevitably get so scared that I would just cover myself with the cover <laughs> really? until I couldn't even bear listening to what oh was happening on gosh. TV. And I would run upstairs and bang on my older brother's door and <laughs> make him come change the channel. Oh, no way. Yeah, he hated it. He hated <laughs> me. <laughs> so he would have to walk downstairs, change the channel to something else, like Sports yeah. Center or something, whatever, and then go back to his room and finish doing whatever he was doing. And I would immediately go back, change it back, uh-huh. and repeat this like eight times over the course of whatever movie I was watching. Yeah. But yeah, like, I like I love Halloween. Halloween's yeah. my favorite holiday. It should be everybody's favorite holiday. It's right. Like, you get to it play around and play dress up and like right. it's it the weather's great. It's like a little chill. It's Yeah. yeah it is great. Right. It's it.
0: perfect. Usually you would like really good weather on this time. It's too, perfect right? like hoodies and drinking yeah. weather.
1: Growing up in Chicago, yeah. That's true. I can't speak for anyone who like grew up in the South or right, like in right. Florida or California where the weather never changes. But. Yeah.
0: We definitely lucked out with that. Now that I think about it, that's something I never even really considered. Uh-huh. You know? But it's like, you're right. It's like, it's perfect weather, especially because you're wearing a costume and most of the time it's very restricting or just like you're wearing a lot of layers depending yeah. on what you're you know what kind of costume you're wearing mm-hmm. but you're kind of bundled up and or wearing a mask
1: dracula of
0: course <laughs> right <laughs> or you don't know, like wearing a mask but i would imagine it's kind of a chore especially if you have makeup You're makeup yeah. on and like it might you might get sweaty like if you're in a really warm environment you know mm. like and a lot of it, it will run so like yeah i never even thought about that but because like here in Chicago, those are not really factors. Like, if anything, it might just be a little chilly. You have to put, like, a sweater on or something over yeah. your costume or whatever. But for the most part, like,
1: yeah, it's pretty great weather on Halloween, right? Yeah, I mean, um, it's fall. It's the beginning of yeah. fall. It's my favorite season, just yeah. in general. The yeah. leaves change. Yep. The weather gets a little bit warmer. The so, weather gets a little bit colder. A little colder, and, yeah. right. Yeah, but no, see, like,
0: I kind of talked about this a little bit in a few brews uh, as well with Tommy and Drew. I loved Halloween growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, as far as dressing up, I really didn't do much of it. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean from what I remember it's it's, it's pretty embarrassing. Aside stuff. from your
1: obvious gang affiliation.
0: <laughs> Whatever. Uh, <laughs> no. But
1: but uh... you put on your red baseball cap and...
0: <laughs> Yeah, and all black. I don't know.
1: But, but <laughs> you're anyways. black and gold. You're a Latin oh, king if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Is that what it was? I think yeah. they are yeah. yeah. they were a thing back we're then. We're so lame. Oh, we're geez. so lame. I'm
0: I yeah. I would rather not even talk about that stuff. <laughs> but, but uh, no. So, like, I really didn't dress up that much. And I think a lot of it was because my family just didn't have a lot of money. Couldn't mm. afford it. Like, I might have had a cheap mask every now and then, you know. But, anyways, I loved Halloween. And especially uh, scary movies, you know. Mm. And it's weird because when you... Uh, a lot of people are not allowed to watch scary movies when they're young. Mm. But I was kind of lucky, if you want to call it that, when I was a kid... I really had no filter when it came down to what I was able to watch or not, and I think that's why I love movies so much. Is because mm-hmm. even as a, at a young age, I was able to watch uh, everything mm-hmm. and and experience everything, and, and and I think like that's, I mean, it's not necessarily true with every everyone, but I feel like you gain a bigger appreciation for film in general mm. when when you were able to watch everything experience everything at a young age when your imagination is extremely like active too mm-hmm. right in your formative so, years
1: when these things are kind exactly. of defining what your taste so yep.
0: so i think that's why like i i i'm glad i'm i'm thankful for that that my parents didn't really care what i watched <laughs> because yeah i was able to experience like Great scary movies, man. That were that were terrified me to the bone, but at the same time, I loved it and I couldn't get enough of it. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, yeah, it's just that momentary thing where you're scared, but then I say like, you can't wait to do it again. You yeah. Know, especially around Halloween. So I just remember watching a lot of scary movies with uh, my cousins, my you know, obviously my, my siblings as well.
1: So yeah, I just I love it. You know. Yeah, that's a great point on neglectful parenting. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> right. Because I also I had two working parents, uh-huh. so I was had a lot of time on my own to just kind of explore these things that I probably was too young for in reality, but I mean, if that makes sense, if if anybody's ever really too young for anything, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I I probably, I probably clearly wasn't ready for it because I was, I'd be terrified and go annoy my brother about it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, my mom's, I remember around Halloween, my mom's like big expense as a hobby was Mm -hmm. she bought a sewing machine. And so she was the one in the family who made everybody's costumes. Oh, really? So my mind, my brothers, all Damn. of my cousins—like every time I was a kid in the family, mm. they would come to her, and she was the one who like did the costumes. Cool. So there's you know there's old standby of like of, of Dracula. Every everybody in my family it was like a tradition. Everybody wore mm-hmm. the Dracula costume <laughs> at some point or another. My mom yeah. just posted embarrassingly uh, on my birthday a photo of me in that costume. Oh, really? As a kid. That's great. <laughs> I actually. This story I also mentioned
0: on the other podcast, too, uh-huh. so I won't reiterate it now. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of embarrassing. But, um, yeah, that I, Dracula was kind of one of my kind of go-to things, too, because it's yeah. a very simple thing. It's right? pretty simple. A cape, yeah. some teeth, and, yeah. and that's it. You're done. and get a widow's peak going. Exactly, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, pretty simple. A lot yes, of...
1: I've been a mouse. I've been a pumpkin. i played all the hits.
0: <laughs> yeah, but... You know how how about nowadays? You know, like nowadays, do you? How how do you? Never
1: dress up. Never Never. dress up anymore. Wish I did. I never put as much thought into it as I would hope to. Yeah. Like I, I always, I always think like next year I'm gonna like I'm gonna put a month into my Furiosa costume.
0: Uh Your Furiosa costume. And then
1: and then it always rolls up like I'm two weeks away, and I think like oh I can't do anything I can't you know with anything.
0: How cool would that have been? I mean, like okay, so like kids. Costumes is a big thing, right? Like yeah. not Halloween. It's like every kid wants to dress up as something. So I think it was it last year Frozen was out, right? Mm. So that was humongous. Everyone wanted to be Elsa. But the reason I brought that up is because how great would it have, would it be if like. Kids wanted to be Furiosa mm-hmm. this year. You well, know, I like think from, I
1: think that's the parent thing. Yeah, for people our age are starting to have kids. Like it's all, all, of all our Mad Max Furiosa here. from Mad Max, right? Furiosa. All of like we have like a lot of friends who are having kids and they're mm. in that stage of their life, but they're still young enough that they like all the same. Cool shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I think that's like one of the perks you get for having a kid is that you get to dress them as however you want. Yeah. For all of like the, <laughs> the, the the hassle they are, right? You get to like you can dress up your one year old as Furiosa if you want. Right. Yeah. The kids yeah. obviously don't have any agency in this, but uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> I guess that's your perk. You can dress them up in some ridiculous that's costume. True.
0: Yeah. But anyways, uh, so yeah, that's you know our experiences obviously we're both really big fans of the horror or just you know Halloween movies in general yeah. whether they're horror or comedy or a combination of both or variety yeah horror,
1: of horror. horror in general and slasher films and those yeah. are like kind of a special genre because yeah. it seems like they've always been the movies that have directors filmmakers have been able to make on small budgets that mm-hmm. can turn in you know serious profits that can get a a, net, a real return for yeah. you mm-hmm. and so they're, they're always a film that have they tend to be really experimental in a lot of regards yeah. because you can do it on a small budget, at least unless you're not doing a major one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but traditionally, if you think back to the seventies, when this genre was really kind of formed, yeah, that's they were all kind of low budget movies that blew up way yep. bigger than anybody thought they would. Mm-hmm. And so they, they also seem to be a little more amateur and they were always having a little bit more fun doing them. And right. so there's this idea that within the horror genre, it... There is this playground for people who just love the idea of film, mm-hmm. even more than just, like, serious films and and, and seeing what these films can teach you yeah. and, and whatnot. You you want to just, like, look at film and have fun. It's like a playground. Yeah. And so you see a lot of, like, you know, things like Monster Squad, which you brought up recently uh, on the last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's something that a lot of people who love film just have a real passion for. Because yeah. these films are almost in a way kind of love letters to the idea of film. Yeah. They're kind of like basking in the joy of film. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that you see more of that in like the horror and slasher and scary movie type things than you do in other genres.
0: Yeah. And it's funny like how you mentioned yeah like uh, there's so many different variations of it right? Like and especially like you said when it first started out a lot of it was low budget Um, and I think that that low budget thing like that aspect of it and the fact that they there wasn't a lot of CGI and everything. Mm. Obviously, back then, like back then there wasn't there anything, was, uh, but you couldn't afford right.
1: to do. But the effects they were so creative, right? Like you think of people like, uh, uh, crap names are slipping in my mind. I have to look them up. But like the like the early the the progenitors of the 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 modern like makeup and mm-hmm. and and uh, gore effects and whatnot. Yeah. And you had to be really creative, and exactly. Really cheap.
0: Right. Uh, so uh, that's the thing. Like I think that helped a lot of those movies and. And the reason why it attracted a lot of people was because even though it's low budget, in a way, it it brings a form of authenticity to it. Like as far as, you know, you can see yourself in a situation like that, right? Because it doesn't seem too far-fetched because, like, there's not a lot of CGI. It's not distracting. Some of the gory (laughs) stuff looks kind of silly now, but back then it was kind of new. Like seeing someone, you know, getting stabbed and and like their guts hanging out. That's not really stuff,
1: you know... I don't know really if it always looks silly I wasn't around in the 70s to Right say. That's the thing That's what
0: I'm saying though But like back then It was all so new and fresh uh. That it was like Holy shit Like this is eye opening This is crazy And that's why It was more terrifying and It was more effective And mm-hmm. you know Because it was like Very new And and uh, and I feel like the One of the res, Like car kind of Always goes through Like a new Like a resurrection Right mm-hmm. And there was that point Where it was that Found footage phase In mm-hmm. horror movies And I think That kind of kind of like uh, parallels a little bit to when it first got started because it's like found footage mm-hmm. so then it seems like it could be real right?
1: Yeah. Like it's like it's and also of, as another means of cutting the budget down because now yeah, you exactly. like low budget
0: and then it just it was new mm-hmm. and fresh in people's eyes so that's why that became a humongous thing and blew up right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like oh you could it could happen right? It seems like it's something that like we talked about before we started recording like uh, the Blair Witch Project right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I hope it's not no it's list. not okay it's not list, so that might, I might either but that was an interesting Movie because it was different. It was the first like found footage movie, and then people were actually thought it was real.
1: Yeah, right? so it's like I that, remember walking out of the theater and no one knew whether it was real. Yeah,
0: or there was a very long discussion for a discussion for a long time, and this was before social
1: media was humongous. Yeah, that could have been able to. That we was, were all much dumber back then, <laughs> <laughs> right? We were just not as informed. The idea we that anyone not. would think that's the case now, yeah, yeah,
0: but but it was just exactly like you can Google it and you'll find out right away. But yeah. back then it was like very mysterious. Mm. So yeah. I think that's a good like parallel between the when it got started and and, and a different time when horror movies got resurrected. Be, like there was a similarity where it seemed authentic and mm-hmm. real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to kind of you know mention that. And yeah. And there's I mean there's a whole other
1: discussion we could have about the different mm-hmm. eras of horror film. Mm-hmm. Like what as you described found yeah. footage that uh, Blair, Witch probably kind of kicked off that found footage yeah. era where everybody was doing that. Yep. And now it seems... I don't know if we're... I'm hoping we're kind of at the tail end of of what many call the torture porn right. genre. Yeah, which is one of the worst songs. ones.
0: Which One of the worst phases of popular yeah. movies. Probably my, my least... It's, uh, for me, it's like the least interesting. Yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, yeah.
1: But yeah, it's hugely popular. And yeah. I feel like it's kind of dying out now. Hopefully we'll yeah. enter again Yeah, I think more... it's pretty much dead now. Uh. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, so so yeah, there's definitely a lot of stuff to talk about when it comes down to horror movies, obviously. But uh, I guess we're going to uh, move into our list... Um, So originally we were actually supposed to have a guest today um, Due to scheduling conflicts We couldn't get uh, our guest on But Jason Intel Jason Dykler Who was on uh, episode 40 with us Talking about uh, Jurassic World And and, uh, Mad Max Fury Road um, He actually sent us Because he couldn't be here today He sent us a recording Of his top 5 list So a big shout out to Jason Thank you so much for sharing that Um, So what we're going to do is before we get into our top fives, we definitely wanted to play his. Um, so here you go. This is uh, Jason Dykler with his top five Halloween movies.
2: Hey, thanks for having me back, Mike and George. Uh, I'm glad to be here on the old Something Cinematic podcast. Um, here are my top five Halloween slash horror films, scary movies. I'm going to start my list off by just saying uh, John Carpenter's Halloween and uh, the film Trick or Treat are both fantastic and should definitely be seen during the Halloween season, but I'm going to not put them on my list because they are too much of an obvious choice, and they seem to be on everybody's list. So here go my five, hopefully not super familiar list. Number one is going to be The Descent, with the original ending from 2005. Uh, I believe it is originally a British film uh, about a group of girls who get together and go on a caving trip as a kind of friend reunion, rebuild their friendship deal, and uh, it's uh, awesome. It's a kind of a around the corner jump scare creature film. Uh, not so much based around Halloween, but you should definitely check it out. It is fantastic. Next one up is going to be the Hatchet series from Adam Green, which came out around 2006, and I think 2008 for the second one, and uh, 2010 for the third. So it's kind of a cheat. It's three films, but I'm putting in them as one as the Hatchet series. Um, they came out in the 2000s, but they are a throwback to the 1980s slasher genre. They have a, a bit of humor and a lot of gore, and they're just a lot of fun. Definitely check those out. Next up, I have the first film that uh, scared me, where I was unable to sleep, and I had to sleep in my parents' room on on the floor. Uh, It is uh, Wes Craven's, rest in peace, Nightmare on Elm Street from 1984. Um, I think everyone knows the story. Freddy Krueger. And uh, wackiness ensues. Stabby, stabby, don't fall asleep. Uh, Next one's going to be from 1973. It is the Donald Sutherland film, Don't Look Now. Uh, It's about a husband and wife couple that move to Italy after the death of their child. And they're kind of rebuilding their life and uh, doing an art project at the same time. And uh, weird things are afoot. Side note for this film, it also has this crazy, sort of incredible love scene that's very uncomfortable to watch, but you should definitely check it out. Don't Look Now from 1973. It's fantastic. And my last film on the list is going to be 2009's House of the Devil, directed by Ty West. It's another one of those kind of throwback to the 1980 uh, VHS-like Cool box cover art. I'm going to rent this one from Blockbuster, that sort of vibe. Um, Definitely check it out, House of the Devil. A babysitter takes a job and wackiness ensues. Yeah. So those are my top five Halloween-esque horror films that I think you should see. They are fantastic. Um, I'm also going to sneak in a quick top five kid-friendly horror films since uh, George brought up uh, Hocus Pocus, which I've personally never seen. uh, One day I'll sit down and watch that Bette Midler classic. The first one is going to be Coraline from Neil Gaiman. Uh, He was the author behind it. I forget who directed it, but it is awesome. Uh, Check it out. it's definitely spooky and scary. Uh, Number two is going to be Monster Squad. Please note that the language is a little rough, but still a lot of fun. has all the universal monsters in there. Frankenstein, Wolfman, Creature of the Black Lagoon, Dracula. Next up, Monster House. Another cartoon. It's just plain fantastic. A lot of fun. And uh, then finally, another cartoon, uh, Paranorman. And last but not least, Mad Monster Party, which is uh, by the Bank and Rask people who did uh, the Rudolph Reynolds Rainier stop-motion animation thing. Uh, yeah, so those are my kid-friendly Coraline, Monster Squad, Monster House, Paranorman, and Mad Monster's Party. Check those out. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me back on. George and Mike and uh, DJ Intel out. Happy Halloween.
0: Alright, so that was uh, Jason, DJ, Intel, Dykler sharing his top five uh, Halloween slash horror flicks and top five kid-friendly Halloween movies. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, thanks so much, man, for for sharing that list with us. Some Um, deep cuts in there. Yeah, seriously, yeah. Collecting that film knowledge. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Really good uh, recommendations, too. I'm definitely going to check some of those out. Um, There was actually, you know, there was definitely one on my list on there. Mm. So, Awkward. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so I have, I'll be talking about that again later. But no, so yeah, very great.
1: obvious pedestrian choices.
0: <laughs> no, that, that's that's cool though. Thanks a lot, Jason. Um, so all right, so Mike and I are going to share our list now. I guess we're gonna we're gonna sneak it around as usual, like we usually do on these uh, top five lists. Uh,
1: Mike, you want to kick it off? Number uh, number five. five sure. uh, my number five. Uh, I'm going to kick it off with uh, Paranormal Activity.
2: Got a high def camera on my girlfriend Katie. She thinks there's something in the house. I don't know. You
1: believe me, right?
2: Doors are locked, alarm is on. If anything walks through here, it's gonna leave a pretty good footprint. Oh my god. There's footsteps in, but there's no footsteps
0: out. You cannot run from this, it will find you.
2: This woman, same things happen to her.
1: Oh,
2: God. I feel the breathing on me. Looks like something big here.
1: You stop following me
2: with the camera. I'm in control. you Paranormal activity. Rated
1: R. This is a relatively recent movie. I'm sure everybody's heard of it because it spawned the massive Paranormal Activity franchise. Yeah. I think I saw this movie with you, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe. Not entirely sure, but I remember yeah. walking out of the theater so and this ugly. was another one of those movies where yeah. someone in our party was like, was that real? The rumors were that it was real. Yeah, that's true. Although we're uh, not as dumb as we used to be <laughs> at that point. <laughs> right. So yeah. we immediately shot it down that it, no, it was not real. Yeah, uh, But that was another like, extremely low budget film. That movie yeah. was made for like under 10 grand if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Like a crazy I think low so. budget yeah, for a film like that, that grossed as much as it did. Yeah, But that the movie is like an exercise on doing a lot with very, very little. And yeah. if you look back at what the movie was, it's just footage of this couple in this house mm-hmm. kind of going about their day in mundane everyday activities mm-hmm. and then little weird things happening that were very easy effects but created mm-hmm. a great kind of atmosphere of uneasiness yeah and it was I, like ghost stories always get to me because even though i don't believe in ghosts yeah. it's one of those things where like i don't believe in them but i'm still scared is that what <laughs> just what you
0: tell yourself so you can sleep good at night it's,
1: <laughs> it's, it's one of those things like <laughs> i know i shouldn't be afraid of a spider but i still yeah. get freaked out when i see one <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah but yeah so, that was like that was a that was an incredible experience seeing that in opening weekend yeah. In a packed theater, for sure.
0: Yeah, it was great. I I really dug the movie. It, this is kind of obviously one of the movies that in the franchises that spawned from a uh, Blair Witch Project mm. kind of thing, right? So yeah, the movie was really good. Um, it was kind of a slow burn, mm. like a re, when you rewatch it. Um, I think it's, it was really affected the first time around. Maybe not so much the second, third time. Around. Yeah, that's bad. But 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 I think the it's one of those rare instances where the franchise kind of progressed rather than I regress. Uh-huh. Because, like, I I feel like the... Well, the second one wasn't that great, but part three and four, I feel like, got great ratings. And I I remember watching part three and feeling just even more terrified than the first time I watched the first one, you know, uh-huh. than, than when I watched the first one. So, so the franchise itself has definitely, yeah, I
1: it was great. Yeah, like, where they kind of built an entire mythology you know, around what happened in you're the right. first film.
0: And I feel like, uh, yeah, for sure. And, uh, Part 2 kind of references The story a little bit mm. um, It's almost
1: Part 2 is like a prequel to Right the, to it, the is, first movie, it, it is
0: It um, is And then part 3 Was Kind of like a More of a sequel to part 1 Yeah Right And then that's when they started Really building that mythology Yeah you know, like. But they did it so well um, It was just, I just meant Yeah it was just a really good movie But obviously like the original Is Yeah Is also really good Yeah so Yeah Paranormal Activity Yeah is, I thought about uh, Putting that one on my list too But um, didn't make but it. you came
1: up with a better movie. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, um, so okay. Not, my number five is a little more kid friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, so just so you guys, not to scare you guys too much, I'm gonna start off easy, right? <laughs> easy, you know. Um, no, but I, I picked Adam's Family. Um, Adam's Family. I mean, pretty much anyone in their probably thirties now. Yeah, I knows about that. this movie and appreciates it. I feel like pretty much everyone in their mid to early thirties, <laughs> early th- mid to low, uh, early thirties, can appreciate this movie. So and this selection, so Adams Family, you know, it's a great movie, it's kids' movie, mm. funny, a little spooky, but for the most part. It's kind of wacky, right? Watched
1: it today. Oh, you did? Yeah, I had, I had a day off today, so I watched that and the second part of the was Family Values. So. Yeah, Family Values. So which was a great sequel, which is
0: also great. And
1: yeah. I was I was actually very
0: tempted to pick part two as as my number five. So uh-huh. you can make the case for either one for number five because they're both really good. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed both of them, but obviously, you know, it's and the cast is humongous, right? Oh, um, fantastic right. cast. Raul Julia, uh-huh. Angelica Houston, uh, Christopher Lloyd, Joan Cusack, and of course,
1: you know, Christina Ritchie. Christina Ricci, I, I was telling you, watching the second yeah. one today, it was like, oh right, I had a gigantic crush on I her. I was
0: just about to say, I may or may not have had a crush on right. Christina Ricci. I think everybody had say. a crush on Christina yeah. Ricci at that and point. It's, yeah, um, no, but it was, it was a really good movie, great cast. Uh, it was in 1991. Christine
1: Baranski. In the second one? Yes. Classic. Oh, okay.
0: Essex. In the second one, yeah. <laughs> but this is 1991, man. 1991 uh-huh. movie. How many years ago Don't was it? Don't treat like 91 20... like it was
1: that old. Anyone who's older than us will <laughs> think that is like, these assholes.
0: <laughs> Dude, that was 24 years ago.
1: Uh-huh.
0: That's ridiculous. Anyways. But uh, yeah, it was directed by uh, Barry Sonnenfeld. Sonnenfeld? Mm-hmm. Sonnenfeld. Sonnenfeld? Yeah. I feel like he made some... I I totally forgot what else he did. Yeah, he's
1: made a couple movies other than that one in his life. Yeah,
0: for sure. I can't remember which ones now. But anyways, uh, it's my number five. I really loved it as a kid, and so it's kind of one of those uh, movies that kind of stuck with me, mm-hmm. that kind of left an impression on me over time. You know, like it was. Just yeah, just... I mean, it was like
1: that's like an iconic film for people of our yeah. age.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right, so I guess we'll go to my number four now, and uh, number four is a little scarier. Ooh. Yeah.
1: It's a little spookier. It's so, Candyman. So it? I, I ease
0: you into the story. Oh, man. You know, I totally forgot about Candyman. <laughs> Cabrera uh, Green. Yeah. Jeez, I can't believe I forgot about that one. That one would probably have made my list. Like, <laughs> um, but no, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. A classic. The 1974 film. Not the rebooted version. But this That's movie...
1: The, with Jessica Biel?
0: Not that one. <laughs> no, the original. So this movie was absolutely freaking... Terrifying, and I watched it as a kid. And you know, obviously, it takes place in the '70s. Uh, but I just remember like being very terrified of the villain, right? And I feel like there's something very terrifying—a of a villain that never speaks, you know—because um, it just kind of makes him seem even more batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. I feel like, right? Because you don't, you don't, you don't understand what his really what his motives are. If the guy's not talking, face, right? Yes. So I just remember being just extremely terrified of that. And then, of course, there's cannibalism right, in the movie. And, and that itself is like, as a little kid, thinking about people like trying to eat other people, it just makes it even more like, it just blew my mind. I was like, oh. it was, I just remember being extremely frightened as a kid watching this movie.
1: And plus, it, it plays into, I mean, for us, we were both city kids. So the yeah. idea of like... Rednecks was inherently, dude. <laughs> okay, I'm, so it plays I'm into our prejudice. Yeah, no, no,
0: not that. But I remember, like, I honestly remember thinking, I never want to go to like the country, right? Or like just like cause because I'm like, there's, the there's crazy people out there, and that's obviously wrong, you know. In <laughs> retrospect, but but I just remember thinking that too when I was a kid. Like it just really affected me. As a kid and, and even It's funny right Like for the most part I can deal with scary movies But it's kind of One of those movies That I have a hard time Watching again uh-huh. Just because Even though You know I haven't watched it In a while But I just feel like It would still be terrifying Because it would just Take me back to that time When the first You know like That first time I watched it And how scared I was uh-huh. So it just makes me uneasy, Like to eat, try to watch it again But it's a pretty Great freaking movie mm. um, So yeah Mike You're number four
1: uh, my number four is uh, comes from, I guess what I would say is my favorite genre of the kind of within the Halloween genre, and that is the anthology film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to throw one out for "Tales from the Hood." Okay, all so right. this is like a classic anthology. I was yeah. someone who was raised on "Tales from the Crypt" mm-hmm. um, and "Twilight Zone" and all those film all those TV shows, the the, the kind of anthology series, which is a, 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 just generally a genre that I love. Because it's a it's a genre where you could just create short stories, and they can be loosely tied together, or they can not be. But the idea that it's like you're just giving a director, uh, you know, twenty minutes, thirty minutes to come up with a little story that's self-contained and freaky. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, this is a time when when we were kids, and we're like growing up, like, hey, I'm listening to rap now. Yeah, I just you know discovered rap one day. I was a guy who discovered rap, by the way. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And then Tales from the Hood comes out, and it's like. Oh, now we're going to introduce these things that you're listening to in the the media that you're interested in. Yeah. And we're going to bring it into the horror genre. Yep. So you Which have, is,
0: like, yeah, it was like, yeah,
1: really cool to see,
0: right? Yeah. Like that, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was a really good, uh, uh, like, combination, I guess. Right. right. It was, it's like, it's kind of cool. classic. There's a story about, like, about like, the yeah.
1: plantation where the, slaves, the souls of the slaves rise up and mm-hmm. murderous dolls. Murderous dolls are one of the staples of scary movies. Yeah. And they always get you, uh-huh. especially with, like, I didn't bring this up earlier. My uncle used to, like, freak with us on Halloween, like, like just mess with us. Yeah. So he would, like, you know, if you get a Chucky doll. <laughs> I remember my cousin had a Chucky doll, and she threw it in the garbage. And he went and pulled it out of the garbage, yeah. climbed up three floors of, the, of her three-story apartment building. What? And put it in her window. No Just way. outside her window. This is when she was, like... 10 Years old, they're so like, cruel. Eight, eight years old. yeah, it's one of the worst things a person can do. <laughs> I'm sure it scarred her for life. Oh, geez, but it's pretty great as well.
0: That's a pretty great uh <laughs> prank for sure, right? But like, right.
1: this, like, like little doll stories, like, you know, of, of slashing dolls. And they, 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 there's, there's a great story about the guy who goes like the prison, and then they have to like uh try and deprogram him from the from his gang affiliations mm-hmm. or whatnot, and it yeah. spirals out of this crazy situation. Yeah, Tales from the Hood, like, is is like. As you'll see later, anthology films are something that I love, mm-hmm. especially in the horror genre. Yeah, and this is like a classic one, man. This is one of my classic, and this one is like, it's fun. And I think it's like a, a trend you'll see that there are movies that are like kind of scary, but also like they're more fun. Yeah, and that's for me what Halloween is about. Not, yeah, not straight up scary movies, right. but like you're kind of like getting into the kind of the joy yep. of the holiday. Mm-hmm. For sure,
0: yeah, that was a really good
1: selection, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really enjoyed that when I was a kid too. So we're now at year number three. My number three. My number three, okay, my number three is, yeah, I just did it before. My number three is uh, more modern, and this one almost might be seen as more of an obvious choice, but Mm -hmm. Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, okay. Uh, The Drew Goddard film, co-written by Goddard and Joss Whedon, who we're big fans of, anyone who's listened to the podcast before. Mm -hmm. This is a movie that is directly playing with the tropes of these horror movies. Yeah. And does so in in such a smart and fun way, mm-hmm. and kind of twists them on their head. And it is itself, it's the best kind of commentary on a genre, mm-hmm. in which it kind of it comments on the genre while also being an incredible entry into the genre. Yeah, about the classic slasher movie premise of a group of young promiscuous teens mm-hmm. stay in a cabin in the woods, and you know horror ensues. Right. Uh, but it has such a smart take on it and I'm, I'm sure everybody who's listening to this has seen it if they haven't immediately seek it out yeah definitely check it out yeah, yeah. but it's that's like it's so smart and so funny and if you're a fan of the genre this is like a, a film made for fans of the genre yeah. because you'll immediately get the tropes. Yeah. And there's stuff that I like I don't want to talk about just on the off chance that you haven't right. seen the film that they, they never showed in the promotion of the film. Yeah. That's like half the movie. Yes. And it is such a brilliant take. Loved it. Loved it. And you have never seen before, but it's so smart and so funny.
0: Yeah, this was very close to making my list too. It was actually an honorable mention of mine. Oh. So I'm really glad you brought it up. Yeah. But yeah, Joss Whedon of course is is brilliant. He's, he's awesome. I love that guy. Of oh, Firefly um, fame. Yeah. And the yeah. Avengers. But yeah, that's a, such a really cool, clever, you know, entry into the horror genre for sure. Yeah. Uh, loved it. Um, so that takes us to my number three. And my number three is actually one of those, another one of those really terrifying movies from my childhood. And that is Pet Cemetery Part 2.
1: Part 2, specifically.
0: Yes, part 2. <laughs> Not part 1. Part 2. There's 1992 movie. And you know, did you, I, I don't know, maybe... Did you ever notice how, like, the, how they spelled cemetery in the title? <laughs> no. So... How is there you, a peculiarity? So spell, spell cemetery. I'm not going to get into spelling, George. No. I have fourth grade education. <laughs> All right. So cemetery, right? It seems like they... So this is the, the synopsis of the story, right? It's like they built this uh, this cemetery for pets. On top of an old... Those Indian, things exist. On top of an... Okay. Air, no, but on, on top of an old Indian, Indian burial, burial ground. ground. Classic, so, classic horror trope. So, cemetery is usually spelled C E M E T R Y. C E C-E-M-E. M E, Huh?
1: You said C M E. Never mind. Oh, C-E. That's what I meant. <laughs> Anyways,
0: I've had a couple of beers. Anyways. So, so it's spelled S E M A T A. Or why? So I don't know if it's kind of a play on the Indian thing, mm-hmm. where it's like a Seminole, right? Mm. Like Pet Cemetery with an S.
1: Oh, so it's spelled with an S. Yes. Oh, that is interesting. So
0: I never really noticed that before, but I just noticed it earlier. Mm-hmm. I was like, I wonder if it's kind of a play on that, right? What do you think? Probably. It, but you know, it probably is like a like a play on like the Seminoles. You know, I mean, it's got to be a play yeah. on something, right? right?
1: So so I, I think as, it's, as I've explained earlier We were much much dumber back then
0: <laughs> uh, but, but no I just uh, I, It's probably one of those things That wouldn't fly today You know what I'm saying People might find that a little offensive I know the
1: Redskins are still around
0: Yeah Yeah And the Florida State Seminoles Right Yeah So but you know that's a controversy, though, going on right now in itself. <laughs> Let's but, talk sports
1: for 20 minutes. No,
0: no anyway, so, you know, *Pet Cemetery 2 is Edward, Edward Furlong stars in it. It was a year after T2. And maybe that's one of the reasons why I watched it with my mm-hmm. siblings growing up. Just because, like, oh, look, it's Edward Furlong, the kid from Terminator 2. Furlong and he was He's
1: so hot right now.
0: Right. <laughs> he was very popular back then. Yeah. Um, but obviously, yeah, it, it was just extremely terrifying because it's like obviously it's like animals being resurrected and coming back so vicious, you know, being like mm-hmm. uh, and killing people, pretty much. Spoiler alert! Um, <laughs> but I think one of the things that really terrified me about it is just like an. I grew up on the South Side of Chicago, Mm. and there were a lot of stray dogs around, right? (laughs)
1: So, so as a kid, I'm thinking, "Oh my God! Like, what if half of the local businesses were run by (laughs) packs of stray dogs?" (laughs) No, but like,
0: I don't know. I just the the possibility of running into a a resurrected stray vicious dog. I don't know. I, 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 yeah. So, I was a kid. Anyways. but but the funny it it's, it doesn't have a huge cast because Edward Furlongs on it, but Anthony Edwards, most notably from, most notably from like Revenge of the Nerds and uh, ER, mm-hmm. um was in it. But I just remember as a kid, right? His stepdad, Edward Furlong stepdad on the on the movie mm-hmm. was I think he was also resurrected, right? Yeah. I don't remember the movie. You don't that. remember? Yeah. Okay, so like he was resurrected and he came. They all Bad. kind of bleed together for me. Those I'm sure I've seen yeah. him at some point, but he—I just remember just him being so terrifying too. Uh-huh. Like like he was just such an asshole, and <laughs> and it's funny because like that hatred carried over as a kid for me um, into the the actor himself. Mm. He was played by Clancy Brown, who, who's more of a character kind of actor. He hasn't been in a lot of stuff. You might have seen him like in Lost and. Uh, Recently in The Flash But anyways I just remember as a kid Every time I saw him I just hated him so much Just because of this movie Um, But anyways (laughs) You know It's kind of funny Like I think another reason Why the movie was really scary Was because It really This movie like Gave no fucks When it came down to The characters And who they were killing off Because kids were dying In this (laughs) movie And I just remember Like just, I had never really seen that before. You know, like they were actually killing off kids, and they were giving them really terrible deaths. Mm-hmm. Um, from from what I remember, I think there was uh, a death where Clancy Brown actually killed the kid from Honey I Shrunk the Kids um, with the tire from his dirt bike.
1: Just fucking with him. I mean, what are you gonna do? Give me a ticket? You I mean, shit, Gus. Come on. Can't lay a finger on me. <laughs>
0: like he he was revving the, the bike so uh, that the spin the fire or I'm sorry so that the 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 wheel would spin really yeah, fast I get it. and he killed him with it. Oh, <laughs> and I, I just remember it. like oh my god it's the kid from Honey I Shrunk the Kids <laughs> he just got brutally murdered and I just remember this, that really really scaring me as a uh,
1: kid, Clancy so. Brown if people uh, the name is not clicking with them yeah. he was the guard in the Shawshank Redemption phase? yes that's
0: right that's yeah. Where he's most uh, known for, for sure. And he was an asshole in that, too. So it made, right. it, made it easier to continue to hate him. Uh, but, yeah. Um, so that was my number three, and I think we're at your...
1: No, we're at your number two. We did my number three already. Really?
0: Oh, okay. All right, so my number two. So my number two is a little bit more of a modern pick. I've been picking really
1: older movies. But this is
0: kind of a... it's a Well, not so modern anymore. It's 1996. It's uh,
1: Scream. Hello. Hello. Who is this? If you tell me your name, I'll tell you mine. (laughs) I don't think so. What's that noise? Popcorn. You making popcorn? I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What?
2: Oh, just some scary movie.
1: You like scary movies? Uh Uh-huh. You never told me your name.
2: Why do you want
1: to know my name? I want to know who I'm looking at. Someone is playing a deadly game. It all began with a scream over 911. Someone who's seen one too many scary movies. Now he's taken his
2: love of fear. Hello? Hello, Sydney. One step too far. Do you like scary movies? What's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big breasted girl who can't act. She's always running up the stairs and she should be going out the front door. It's insulting.
1: There are certain rules. That one must abide by in order to successfully survive a scary movie. Number one, you can never have sex. Hey, what's this
0: Never, ever, ever under any circumstances say, I'll be right back, because you won't be back. Get another beer, you want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back.
2: You did make the world. The police are
1: always on track. If they watch Palm Night, they save time.
2: He just kills by them. Don't answer the phone. Don't open.
1: Scream.
0: So, Scream, um, obviously from Wes Craven. Mm. You know the, uh, like Jason said, rest Master in peace. Master of horror. Yes, uh, rest in peace. Wes Craven recently passed away, but I mean, this is kind of one of those movies that kind of st- that changed the horror genre mm-hmm. again. You know, it's kind of revitalized it when it, it came yeah. out, for sure. Um, so it it, and it spawned a really huge franchise too. I just remember every time. After the first one, these every time a new installment came out, it was such a humongous event, uh-huh. right? And just because like part one was just so clever and new and different, yeah, that that, that there was so much more to go off of in the in, in the you know as the series continued and it just kept it interesting, right? But but it was just you know it, the, one of the reasons it's my number two is just because it's one of those movies that I also watch in my formative teen years mm. right so it's like when you're finally finding yourself and and you know growing up finding your personality and so like i feel like a lot of those movies during that time kind of resonate with you mm. so for me obviously horror movie it, this was like the horror movie of that time yeah so i think that's why it's one of the movies that I, I like to revisit sometimes and kind of like uh it, it's cool movie for me to throw in, on on Halloween and, and it was like humongous ca- cast obviously you know Nev Campbell David Arquette Courtney Cox a whole bunch of other actors Leif Shriver who's actually I'm a huge to fan the, of Leif Shriver right and I that guy that guy blew up you know uh, like more recently I feel like in the last like probably the last decade or so uh,
1: so he did. A well movie. he's got the hit show Ray Donovan which I've never seen I don't know <laughs> anyone has ever seen mm-hmm. but it's still on so somebody's yeah. watching it
0: <laughs> yeah but uh, but yeah just remember just I just loved the movie and it was fun too uh-huh. it was pretty funny at times you know. it was and
1: it was really smart it was yeah. like like Kevin in the Woods I said well this obviously a, a much bigger more impactful film culturally mm-hmm. it commented on the horror genre it, it, yeah and it kind of it played with all of the tropes of the horror genre yep. in a way that films hadn't really done until that point yep. it was so smart and so it was such a fresh idea at the mm-hmm. time and and the way the film was marketed, I mean, normally we don't talk about the way films are marketed, but yeah. that film, if you remember, was marketed as a horror film starring Drew Barrymore. Drew, yeah, and how brilliant that yeah. was! Like how unbelievable, really, how unbelievably brilliant that was to have Drew Barrymore like pitched as the star because she was a huge star at that time. Yeah, and she's in one scene of that movie and yeah. is immediately killed yeah. off. Yeah, and how brilliant that is! Like the entire person who like you're building your marketing around yep. is killed off in the first scene and lets you know like anything can happen yep. in this movie.
0: Yeah, and it definitely, uh, and obviously, like, it spawned Nev Campbell's career, right? So. Well, that and Party of Five.
1: I don't know which one came first. Oh, yeah, actually, probably probably Party of Five, but. Nev Campbell was, like, it for, like, a minute. Yeah, she was. No she idea was. where she is now, but.
0: Yeah, I don't know either. But, anyways, but yeah, <laughs> a, it's a freaking fantastic movie, man. Very important in the horror genre, I feel like. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, now, your number two. My number two. My number two mentioned earlier as uh, as an obvious pick. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cool with that point because I meet a lot of people who have never seen this film. Yeah. And that is the movie Trick or Treat, uh, Mike Doherty's anthology Halloween film. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, some of these are like horror films that we watch on Halloween. This one is very much specifically a Halloween film. Mm-hmm. It's an anthology, three different stories, three or four, I'm not sure, I can't remember, uh, yeah. based all around Halloween, this one night in this small town. Mm-hmm. And uh, that movie is so fun and so, so smart and so Halloweeny anthology film. Yeah. Like it's it's this this thing that I have a great passion for that that people haven't done for a while. Mm-hmm. Like back in the day, like I said, tales from Tales from the Hood and Tales from the Crypt and and uh, uh, Twilight Zone the movie and all those people used to make anthology films and anthology yeah. shows. There was like a thing. Like yeah, everybody was doing it. Yeah, yeah. Things like "Are You Afraid of the Dark?" and they would make the TV series about them. Like yeah. goosebumps? everybody was doing it. Goosebumps. I yeah. think they may have had a TV series for Goosebumps. I'm not yeah. sure, but everybody was doing those things, mm-hmm. and then it kind of went away. Yeah. And Mike Doherty brought it. Kind of, he came back and put a, this really stellar entry into the genre. Uh, I was very much hoping he would make a sequel. There's always still talk of that. I guess he still. I oh, guess really? he may have actually. He may actually be doing trick-or-treat sequel now oh, okay. Uh, i forget what he's working i think that might be the project he's working on now but wow. yeah this movie came out a while ago and and this is just like it's so so good i mean it was mentioned earlier obviously that is uh as like almost an obvious pick that everybody should check out it's mm-hmm. kind of like my go-to halloween movie now yeah oh really so, okay yeah
0: yeah i actually never seen it before you've never seen it yeah it, See? it's, been, it's been on my list take too. that <laughs> obvious <laughs> pick <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I've I've never seen it before. I've been wanting mm-hmm. to watch it for a long time. It's always on my Netflix suggestions, too. Yeah. It's always on there. I just haven't seen it yet.
1: I watch it, li- like, literally during the month of October leading up to Halloween, I'll watch it, like, once a week. Mm-hmm. And oh, then I'll really? I'll watch it on Halloween. I oh, just, cool. I really, really... It's such a, like, a... It's almost like a joyful expression of the Halloween mythos. Yeah. And it creates this character. There's a character that runs throughout all the, the stories in the anthology mm-hmm. that is... Could be an iconic Halloween character if he really kind of stuck with it. If he made more of these films. It's really? like a little kid with a pumpkin head oh. that is kind of like creepy and fun at the same time. <laughs> oh, Okay, it's really I'll like this it could out. be like yeah. a, a, a iconic character. It, it kind of is, I guess, for for the people who've seen the films. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I didn't I, realize it was that popular. Like, I cannot yeah. recommend the film enough. So cool,
0: I'll check that out.
1: So, I think uh, you're number one, right? Yeah, we're on to my number yeah. one. Uh, my number one comes from Robert Rodriguez. This is, it was written oh. or co-written, uh-huh. uh, to be directed by one of our favorite directors, Quentin yeah. Tarantino. Yeah. Uh, Robert Rodriguez took it over, co-wrote it, and that is From Dusk Till Dawn. Yeah. This is uh, one of my favorite movies, period. I'm a huge Robert Rodriguez fan. I know he's kind of a polarizing figure. Mm. But as someone who is like like us, I guess, just a fan of the horror genre, mm. I really like people who just want to get in, muck it up, and have fun making movies. Yeah. And that is like what Robert Rodriguez does. And this movie is so fun. And it, it is itself, in, in a way, as I mentioned earlier, kind of a love letter to the genre. at stars Tom Savini, mm. which was a name that slipped my mind earlier, Tom Savini the legendary effects creator for oh, okay. the early horror films yeah. in this movie plays Sex Machine the uh, guy with a gun in his crotch <laughs> oh, which is okay. just, it's like this movie is so fun yeah. and it stars uh, George Clooney Quentin Tarantino himself mm-hmm. and uh, Cheech Marin is it? Cheech Marin yeah the cast is Cheech insane yeah. but it's just so it's so fun yeah. and it's so it's like you know classic you know horror slasher uh, demon they're yeah. fighting vampires yeah. or whatnot yeah. two criminals but it has that feel of like almost a Tarantino movie because he was even so involved with the writing of the film the story is two criminals uh, trying to get to Mexico uh-huh. they're two criminals uh, George Clooney breaks his brother Brad played by by Quentin Tarantino they're psycho killers yeah. they get they they kidnap a family essentially to get them to Mexico, mm-hmm. and in their meet up spot in Mexico is like a like a Aztec mm-hmm. temple. Where yeah, that's injured. right. I,
0: I haven't seen this movie in so long.
1: It's yeah, yeah it's it's so fun. I, yeah. It's a movie that I rewatch like once a year, yeah. and it comes up, and it just it it totally holds up.
0: Cool, nice. All right, so my number one is like I said. Well, I said there was a movie that was mentioned before, and that's uh, The Descent which was also Jason's number one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, The Descent was just freaking awesome, man. And it's definitely one of those more underappreciated scary movies uh, too. And I think that's why why it, it, I love it so much is because it was kind of like an indie film, I believe. Mm-hmm. Like It just came out of nowhere, right? It, there was no buzz behind it. Uh, it was just kind of one of those movies that uh, a friend of mine actually A co-worker of mine Recommended to me One you know randomly And I was like Yeah sure I'll check it out And I just remember watching it And just being blown away at How scary And just overall Like what a great film it was You know mm-hmm. um, So yeah, yeah I thought it was pretty great uh, Like Jason touched on it He said it's about This group of women That kind of reunited And then they kind of Like just started hanging out and, and a bunch of craziness Just ensued And uh, they're being
1: murdered By Still, don't spoil it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It, it, it's I, it's. I don't want to give just for it so much audience weight. because
1: this is weirdly a movie that I haven't seen. Right. It's a movie that everybody has told me to watch.
0: But here's a key part of the movie uh, that we haven't discussed yet. Um, it takes place in the caves, so they go cave diving, and then that's when uh, when the shit hits the fan, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, obviously, F hits the F. <laughs>
1: you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Children's show.
0: Children. No, but but it, but that's what made it even more terrifying is that these people are in very enclosed environment. It's very dark, so a lot of times you don't really know what's going on, and so like that uncertainty just made it even more scary. You know, mm-hmm. like and 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 they actually did a pretty good job of kind of building up the characters a little bit. Uh, it's a smaller movie. It's only like an hour and a half long, but. But in the short time that they had, from you know, from what I remember, it's like you 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 did kind of like you know build a rapport with the characters in a mm-hmm. way. So it kind of makes that part of it a little more effective too, right? So just an overall good movie. Uh, really, you know, considering it was in a closed environment for most of it, it was really well shot. You know, like it just looked really nice and 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 just absolutely terrifying. So I definitely recommend The Descent as well. So, yeah. So, I think that's it, right? That's our, that's our top fives. All right. So, honorable mentions, real quick. I mean... Uh, we're gonna honorable mentions, just
1: as Jason said, the obvious pick, and that is the, the at the very top of the genre. I think it should be everybody's number one, but it's so obvious you leave it off as Halloween. Yeah, for sure. Uh, which yeah. is, you know, almost in a way created the idea of the Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly, that was the first... And that might have been... That, that was the first kind of horror movie that was tied... To a holiday mm-hmm. No one had Like Honestly no one Had ever thought Of doing that before And so they made This film that was Tied to Halloween And they made A Halloween standard But it's it's That's a movie That I've rewatched Dozens of times And it holds up Every single time Yeah Like young You, For you sure. forget how awesome Young Jamie Lee Curtis was
0: Yeah and also Like I said It's another one Of those things Where it's like The villain Doesn't speak which mm-hmm. for me like was one of those very terrifying things right because the guy's just crazy mm-hmm. pretty much for no reason because he can't even talk you can't like just the fact that a villain can be effective like that mm-hmm. without even speaking like says you know it goes a long way I and
1: think. more so like though that movie and one and Jason mentioned Friday the 13th yeah were movies that kind of spawned massive franchises yeah and as the franchises evolved, I tend to lose interest in them because they get more fantastical with that character in in the first movie in the first Halloween it's just Michael Myers is an escaped convict Mm -hmm. who's coming out who's like he's a lunatic and he's very strong like a big burly guy and he's going around committing murder in his hometown Mm -hmm. and they start as they as they make more and more sequels they feel the need to build that mythology more and more and you have to expand his character and I I have no interest in that it always becomes inherently less interesting to me but same thing like uh uh What's the movie where they're all in the summer camp? camp? Uh, Jason. The Jason, Jason movies. movies. yeah, yeah, Jason, yeah. Where, where all the... That, that movie, that first movie is brilliant. And then... Is as it Friday extended, the 13th? Is that... That's Friday the 13th. Yeah, Friday, Friday the 13th Yeah, with Especially Friday the 13th with particularly Friday the 13th yeah. where I thought that first film was a masterpiece. Yeah. And then as they made Jason this kind of super-powered yeah. super-villain, yeah. it just got so it ridiculous really g- and stupid it, for me. Yeah,
0: it got pretty silly. You know... Um, so one of mine is uh, which is mentioned before too, like a nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, like Freddy Krueger is was just terrifying too, obviously, because the way he looks and it's got the the blades are you know on his fingers, all that stuff, which is really scary. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was pretty terrifying. That first one was extremely terrifying, but it's, it was another one of those instances too where the uh mythology and and like just all that stuff kind of took over it, yeah. And I what I really hated that they did with the character they started making him really a, like a wisecracking guy almost after a <laughs> while and so it, it was a little bit more comedic you know and it's like whereas the first one was extremely terrifying it's just oh. this really crazy terrifying guy that just wanted to kill people right but then after a while they started making him trying to be
1: funny and it mm-hmm. just kind of took away some of the effect right on... like wasn't the premise of that yeah. film that he was like a pedophile and the parents of the, the, the town killed him yeah? and then he went back to kill the par- the children of yep. those
0: of those parents, yeah. of those parents, but anyways, yeah. So that everyone knows about that one, like the uh, smart
1: alecky guy fits into that. Yeah. So you got some uh, more? Yeah, I mean, like a classic for me, Evil Dead, which they're now. I was going to mention that too. They're yeah. turning into a, uh, They've turned into a uh, television series. I guess it's going to be on Stars, which uh, I'm looking forward to. It. I've heard really good things about it. But yeah, it's a classic. Another one where it's like just it's like you're in the the horror genre, but it's like fun. It's all mm-hmm. about him having fun in that yeah. role, yeah. a guy who works at essentially a Kmart. Yeah. or S-Mart in there. yeah in their that's mythology. a great movie yeah. Yeah. It's such a good movie too yeah there's a, an Australian film I don't know it's, it's kind of a, a slasher film called Your Next oh right. You're uh, right which we mentioned before we started recording about a girl who is is, vidding, is meeting her boyfriend's family mm-hmm. and their home becomes besieged by psycho killers mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> the way that kind of flips and plays with the genre is really awesome mm-hmm. so I, I definitely recommend that one and uh, well let me
0: just throw one out there too. This is a more recent movie called Baba Duke. The Baba Duke, it's on my list as well. So good, man. So really well done. The uh, best
1: form of birth control I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> that movie, yeah, it was great. I love that movie. Uh, it was I think last year, right? It came out last yeah. year. I'm not gonna talk too much about it, but Baba Duke, check it out. It's on Netflix, I believe. So watch that shit. It's Your next terrifying. is
1: on Netflix as well. Yeah. Yeah. Let the Right One in. I know it's a movie yes, we both. Let love. the right one in. Not not a, the
0: remake Let Me In Right The, but uh, the, original, the original Swedish, Swedish film yeah, yeah the Swedish film Was really good um, Shaun of the Dead Of course Comedy
1: Shaun of the Dead See for me That was the one stipulation I had when forming my list Is yeah. uh, no zombie films Oh really It could be vampires It could be anything But zombie films I feel like are almost A, a, a genre unto themselves Well,
0: Kevin in the Woods
1: That's a yeah. real That's kind of a stretch Really but Kevin the Woods is, 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 is the risk of spoiling you know, it's kind of an everything all right. film
0: yeah alright fair enough fair enough <laughs> um, but yeah I think that's it for me I mean uh-huh. we well pretty one much more is co- a movie that it. you
1: discussed in the last episode Monster Squad oh right Jason yeah you wanted to mention it yeah. Uh, yeah that's a movie that I loved and it's so weird I, I don't know why it's having such a resurgence now but I feel like everybody's talking about it. Right. It's crazy. And mm. I, I don't know. And I told the story the last episode.
0: You've heard me talking about Monster Squad. Uh. I, I brought it up with my roommates and they had Which is i I'm that's it? that's on Netflix as well. well, right? on little yeah. bit yeah. but little bit yeah it's great I'm so happy like people have been validating
1: of mm. experience with me you know like, They've been validating it for me. Yeah, it's, this, like, it's just such a weird resurgence because it was it only recently went on Netflix. When yeah, I watched it recently, it. when I did my recent rewatch, That's it wasn't why. yet on
0: Netflix. That's probably why it's also getting... no. But I mean,
1: like I watched it because everyone was talking about it. And I'm uh, like, oh yeah, I remember the movie that I, I loved as a kid. Yeah. But when I went to watch it, it wasn't on Netflix yet, so uh, I have no idea where this kind of cultural yeah, relevance I, has come from i'm
0: kind of like blown away now too uh, but i will say what like... i
1: wanted to i was listening to your episode which was a great episode by the way oh thanks uh, <laughs> listening to it in my car and yeah. as i do with most podcasts i'm arguing with you as i'm driving <laughs> yeah. uh the thing that I, I you didn't really mention that uh, jason mentions very briefly about the language yeah uh that movie if you're the, the there's the kid in the first i would say 20 minutes of that film yeah. Drops like twenty, thirty f bombs, yes. and, and not not like f- not, yeah, yes. not the one we're it's... used to, but the homophobic slur. I
0: thought I mentioned that the last episode. Did you? I feel like I mentioned it, but I remember talking to someone about it. Maybe when you I was were like, talking about weird. it. As I was
1: yelling at my radio, <laughs> but uh, yeah, th- it was something that for me, I don't, re- I didn't realize that when we were kids, yeah. that was something people said. Yep, and it clearly did not affect me when I was a kid watching that film. Yeah. But now that that word, that, that homophobic slur, has been so far removed from my vocabulary right. for, for a long enough time that I just instinctively never think to use it, yeah. uh, it's, it felt like nails on a chalkboard for it me. Did. Every I remember time watching the kid those, said uh, that, it was like, girl, it was cringing.
0: Yeah, I cringe big time. And he says it sure. a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah. So that was I something, know. I mean, aside from that, which was just like, it was so jarring watching that film. Uh, just overall, I mean, I still, I still love the film. It has a special place in my heart. <laughs> yeah. But man, that was a shock. That was a yeah. Real that shock was that was kind
0: it. of like oh, okay, I wasn't expecting that kind of thing too. But
1: mm.
0: yeah. All right. So uh, that, that that does it. Well, let's actually read a uh, a couple of uh, entries that we received from listeners. Um, I got one. Well, from my sister Karina, who was actually having an episode before. I can't remember which episode it was, but she turned in her top five. And starting from five, she had, it's The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Is that it? That seems like it's not the right name That's for that. definitely not.
1: The, it's, the Great Big Pumpkin, maybe? Charlie Brown and the Great Pumpkin.
0: We know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, her number four is in Halloween. Number three, Nightmare Before Christmas, which is one we haven't mentioned yet. Number two, Hocus Pocus, which is a very popular one. Yeah. Uh, that we didn't, haven't really touched on. Um, but, and her number one is uh, Friday the 13th. So, uh, do you have one from Pauline?
1: I do. Uh, friend of the show, Pauline. Pauline Zavala. Uh, her number five was Adam's Family, and she kind of hedged here. I'm going to allow it. Mm-hmm. Adam's Family 1 and 2. Which <laughs> is fine, because I, like I said, yeah. I could have done the same, I was hair the same thing. It's hard to pick. splitting hairs. The same thing. My those.
0: number five was uh, Adam's Family as well.
1: Her number four, another wholesome family classic, Charlie Brown and the Great Pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Uh, her number three, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Which yeah. is a movie I remember from my youth. Yeah, uh, campy uh, about a cir- campy horror film about a circus that lands and they're like aliens. Yeah, and they're like scary you had clowns. A,
0: you killed them by shooting them in their red nose.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> another another classic. Number two, interesting choice, not mentioned yet on the show: mm-hmm. The Nightmare Before Christmas. I just mentioned that Did you mention it? Yeah, I, I, like, I, don't, I only listen minutes. when I speak. Sorry.
2: <laughs> I night- said the exact
1: same thing. We haven't mentioned that <laughs> Right. Nightmare well, yeah. Before Christmas which is like a it's a combination Halloween Christmas movie mm-hmm. classic one of Tim Burton's good movies I'm not always a fan of Tim Burton uh, but as a stop motion film it's you know it's, just, it's really beautiful it's mm-hmm. musical and it's wonderful uh, her number one as you just mentioned Hocus Pocus cool See? Hocus But a lot of love for that movie man it a lot is. of love Yeah, so, hey Jason it. you gotta watch that man that's a
0: classic <laughs> ABC family film <laughs> Yeah, um, I got one here from uh, Ruben um, but he accidentally Ruben Stuttard,
1: American Idol winner. <laughs> <Big> <laughs> so, Ruben Stuttered
0: only mentioned four. Uh, no, I only have four, but it says... When it uh, is good,
1: you only need four.
0: Yeah, I, I'm assuming the first one listed here is his number one, but it's my cousin Ruben. It says, Exorcist, Nightmare on Elm Street,
1: Jaws, and Poltergeist. Interesting pick with Jaws. I don't know if I'd call it a Halloween... But, yeah. I mean, a Halloween film is what you make it, right? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. I yeah. could see a network airing that. Jaws is arguably my favorite film of all time. Yeah, I mean, Didn't it's a great list, freaking but... movie for sure. So that's it. Right. But yeah, Poltergeist re rewatched that recently. Great. Still holds up.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty good movie too. Yeah. Um. So that pretty much does it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much. And thank you, Jason, and everyone that, that turned in their selections. Um, um, like I mentioned before, Jason is on uh, a previous episode for the show you can see his... He has a podcast as well and and uh, a website, com. So definitely check that out. Um, very talented DJ and just a sim- cinematographer. I really encourage you guys to listen to episode 40 with Jason. Um, we had a really good time recording that one. A very knowledgeable guy, of course, with, in, in film. Um, he's really awesome. So... Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us like I said before you can find all of our episodes on atsomecinema.com and also find us on Facebook just search Something Cinematic and throw us a like uh, or find us on iTunes you can find our episodes there as well subscribe leave us a review rate us all that good stuff um, Mike if people want to find you how
1: can they find you? I like find me on Twitter at mikegonzalez.com G-O-N-Z-A-L-E-Z and I'm De Lopez twenty three. That's T H E L O P E Z two
0: three. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Enjoy your Halloween.